We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the August 15th edition, uh, 2023. It's important for the year on that, of the Bart Winkler Show. Coming up uh, on the uh, podcast, Ty Dunn. I talked to him on Friday night on CBS Sports Radio. A little about Jordan Love and a little about the NFL. And nobody heard it because the Packer game was on. So sometimes I feel like, eh, I'm going to throw on a CBS interview. I feel like it's like cheating. But sometimes, like Ty Dunn. I mean, we love Ty Dunn. Let's, let's listen to Ty Dunn. So that'll be after Evan Heffelfinger, who is joining me for a little bit here today to talk some Brewers, Packers, and otherwise. How you been since we last chatted? The people are always asking when I go to Quick Trip, hey, how's Evan Heffelfinger doing? It's funny you mentioned Quick Trip because I'm sure I've gone about 80,000 times since the last time I was here. Um, well, they don't have any in Milwaukee, so I, I never really get to one. That's why, yeah, I have to drive pretty far away. But, you know, that's just my love for Quick Trip. Quick Trip, eat food. Um, I, I Yeah, I'm doing all right. I feel like I have to start doing adult things, so I've been doing, like, adult stuff. Like what? The boring stuff, like going to doctor's appointments and working and, you know, hanging out with the future in-laws and all that stuff. So, oh, is that, is that a bit of news? No. Oh. I'm not engaged, but we'll be in, I don't know, like a year. Have you guys like shopped for a ring together? No. Are you going to pick one all blind? It's a good question because I have a thing about like rings. Like I really don't want like the the two month salary thing is bullshit. It was an old marketing thing from like the nineteen twenties, and now I've two actually months... it's three months salary. Evan, is it really? <laughs> yeah, you got you got to you got to give twenty five of your whole your whole annual yeah ring and. How are we supposed to have that much money in our savings account right now, let alone like buy a ring with it? So I don't know. Let I, me tell you, uh, my wife's ring, I'll just tell you how much it costs more than my ring. Uh, 100 times more. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's. But we shop together. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can be like, I think you have to do that almost. It depends. Like I, I, I always thought like when I would get like, you see these people, then they're always like, you're proposing to me, but I don't, is that still a surprise anymore? It depends. Cause I feel like if you don't like, if you're asking them, you should already know that their answer is going to be yes. Yeah. You really don't want to do a surprise. Like, you should have at least already asked, like, if I were to ask you at this point, would you say yes? Because you're setting. Well, you, can, you can massage it a little better than that, but sure. Well, yeah. But you're setting yourself up for disaster or embarrassment because chances are you're going to get all your friends involved, family members and everything. You got to make sure that they're going to say yes first. Mm -hmm. Did you? Is her dad alive? Yeah. 
Are you going to ask him? It depends. I, I mean, did. I I feel like that's the traditional way to do it, but my girlfriend is very much not traditional in that it's kind of a misogynistic kind of old way of doing things like back when women were possessions. So back when? You know, like the 60s. No, I'm saying they aren't anymore. Uh, well, I mean, we don't have to tell them that. We make them think. And I also said that she didn't have to take my name. She did. Like, I wouldn't I mean, want to. I don't want her to take my name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't take your name. I might take hers. Who knows? I just didn't want her to do a hyphen thing with no, with all due respect to those that are hyphenated. Yeah, I could understand that. But then if you ever have kids, it's like, then it gets weird. It's like, because my daycare is like, uh, there's, there's like, nobody's got the same last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so maybe I take the last name just to make it easier for like. Why don't you just drop your last name altogether? Just be Evan. Kind of like a, like a Prince Beyonce kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could do, I could see that. Um, a couple of things I want to riff with you about Brewers, Packers, whatever, but, and, and keep in mind, I still get paychecks from Odyssey. <laughs> so don't yeah, ruin that for me. But Wednesday is the anniversary of when WSSP ended. It's been a year already. Wow. It's been a year. So much has changed in a year. My God. So where did everybody land a year later? I am still in that building several times a week. Mm-hmm. As um, is Sparky. Spar- uh, Sparky's there. Um, Gary and Toby, Toby, Toby moved to DC. Yep. Um, Sparky's there. Leroy and Gary are doing their thing. Gary's also with ESPN Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Two of the guys went into TV. Sam and. Uh, yep. Sam went into TV. Tim Shea went into TV. Mm-hmm. Now they're working together. No, they're not. Oh no, sorry. Sam's at WISN. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's working with Anthony Mandela. Yes, the Mandy Man. Tim Allen's at the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are all over the place, man. We'll never, we'll never all be together again. Yeah, I feel bad. I've had conversations with a lot of the like old producers. Like, you know, we'll text each other randomly and it always ends with, yo, we got to go golfing together. We got to hang out or something. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's schedule that. And it's been. Well, that's getting older. That's that's being that's being an old person. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the thing that I do is with people say, hey, our our kids should meet up at a park someday. Oh, yeah, we should do that. No. But a lot of these people that I've said, I like we should do something. Um, and you're free to take off the, the tailgates coming up next Wednesday, mm. the Bart Winkler show tailgate at the Brewer game for Brewers twins. And I did look at now that we're 10 days out, I looked at the forecast and it said 111 degrees for next Wednesday. So I immediately said, what the hell? And then I tweeted about it. Uh, Sam Cuffle from CBS 58, like at the same time said, guys, it's not going to be 110 stop using this unreliable app. Cause there was like a hundred people tweeting about like people were all looking at the same time, the weather. Mm-hmm. Then if you look at the day, it was, it's like 70 all day. And then it's like 110 at 6 PM. And then at it's, so it's obviously a glitch, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be, sh- first of all, I don't want to be shamed that that's the weather app I use. I understand everyone's got their ready now forecast 3000 app from these TV stations, mm-hmm. but I have, with all due, every TV station app that I've ever used is it sucks. Yeah, they don't have it's, the right, it's not, it's not in none of these are intuitive. They don't have the right IT personnel creating the app. No, it's like it's they're not, none of them are none of them are good. So maybe I will give credence to and then I don't then I then I feel like if I have 58s, I should have fours. And then if I have fours, I should have twelves. Yeah, you don't want to play favorites. You've talked to people from every station at this point. All the well, I can just look up like 
what's the weather? Or anytime that it sprinkles, I can turn on my TV and they're cutting in on Friday night SmackDown just because there's a hailstorm in a condom walk. Mm-hmm. They did that with the Brewer game on Fox. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Something like that. Those sons of bitches. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speaking of the Brewers, uh, we only have a little bit of time left with them before they leave us. Uh, There was an article in the Journal Sentinel on Friday, and then that got picked up nationally where the article that I got here, uh, cause I, I did do, I do subscribe to the journal Sentinel through October. They had a deal where you can get it for a dollar a month for six months. Okay. So I thought that was worth it. Yeah. And I have in my phone to unsubscribe again with all due respect <laughs> yeah. to, to all of these other entities where I may end up searching for employment at some point. The Brewers could start looking for a new home this fall if state and local officials fail to reach an agreement by then on a taxpayer-funded package to improve uh, fund improvements in American Family Field, a process that could leave them to Charlotte or Nashville months after Tony Evers proposed spending $290 million in taxpayer dollars to ensure the Brewers stay in Wisconsin. A deal has not yet materialized that pushed Brewers officials to a point of contemplating whether communities with fast-growing populations and no teams might be options if state and local officials don't produce enough funding for stadium renovations. So that's interesting that then got truncated and then, you know, headlines all over on every, every site brewers could move to Nashville and, you know, it really shrunk it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me still thinks that this is just the brewers. Like this is the negotiate. This is the, this is the fear mongering part of it. This is, this is the, Nothing's been happening. We're not getting any rallied support. So we got to threaten to leave. And right. while I don't think the Brewers will ever leave. I really don't. I, the more the, like the more that I think about this and the, the, the amount that I've talked about the A's situation this year when doing these shows, I, I really just bothers me that like I really am trying to indoctrinate my son into liking these teams but but th- like the packers is fine they're never gonna leave right the Bucks, they could have left early in his life apparently right. and now now i'm gonna like hey let's go to the brewers let's go let's make all these memories and then they're just gonna dart on out of here so i don't i don't think they're gonna leave but also this whole stadium thing and then it, it is it is like a nice property that gets used and it's great for the city but then there's the, you know, then the urbanist crowd comes in, which I agree with. But then there's like, oh, instead of, let's make a whole beer district. One thing at a time, please. Yeah. Like I do like the there's way too much parking lot there. there there's way too much. And it is, right. it is, and I've said this before, but it is tailor-made for people to just drive in and drive out without spending a nickel in Milwaukee outside of the ballpark. You don't need to stay here. You don't need to gas up here. You don't need to, you don't need to do anything. There's nowhere to go. There's no restaurants. How the brewers don't just like plop like a little convenience store. Right. Like just, just hey, come on in if you forgot ice, forgot buns, forgot do that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like in the stadium that you can get in and get out. 
Why are we trying to push this restaurant that nobody goes to? They, you know how much money they could make if it was just like a like a tailgate setup shop. It oh doesn't even God. need to be like it doesn't need to be a new creation. We're trying the Liney Lodge. We're trying if there was just an entrance where you could come in and have like that's the quick trip that would come to Milwaukee. They'd like yeah, where it wasn't part, they could sell beer there or some weird shit. That how how do they not do that? I, yeah, I don't you got know. all your money right away. Yeah, there's there's your idea. There's how you finance the stadium. We take a five percent cut. I would even take a one percent cut, honestly. Well, the Brewers should run the shop. Yeah. Well, just you know, because it's our intellectual property, we get a percentage. Oh, of it. because we came up with the idea. Right. Yeah. But to me, all of this seems like it's much ado about nothing. It's them trying to kind of, I mean, use a scare tactic in a way. But we really don't have much to do in this. It's all a political thing, and it's too confusing to get into a political thing on this. But it's kind of weird because the Brewers don't own the stadium. The state owns the stadium, from what I've read. So it's kind of on us to repair it i think and evers did a great job of saying hey let's put this money into the stadium that's not going to be used anywhere else you won't let me use it for education or the arts or infrastructure yeah, just like seven billion just hanging out collecting dust had a like a record a record surplus and the republicans just because they're they want it to be blocked, everything to be blocked. They're never. Yeah, don't be, be careful. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Republicans buy Bart Winkler show sneakers too. Don't be <laughs> don't don't be coming on all here and getting all woke on me. Oh, I. That's why I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying because the two sides fight. Um, Evers tries to, and really, I think it'd be the fact that the Republicans. I think it's DeVos. Is that his name? Uh, Robin Voss? Yeah. He's like the one spearheading this, like, declining all of this public money going into the stadium. Well, he's, like an, he's an idiot. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know how you can be on team, team GOP and like think that that guy, they don't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, he doesn't right. help you anyway. He doesn't do anything. They don't, they don't work. Evers is in the best position in this where he's giving this money to the sports teams, which, predominantly you know when scott walker was in charge he's like well shit i'm not gonna go against the bucks yeah then when the then when the thing got built he went against this money is just gonna sit there you're not gonna let it go to anything else so why not follow a lot of your constituents a lot of sports fans tend to lean a little bit to the right especially in the state why are you giving yourself bad PR by declining this money to go to the stadium to keep the team here? You know what this I regret team. in my life? Or maybe I can still pivot. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like I should, I should just go to the right wing grift. I've thought about it. Who's it- this guy that like came up with this shitty song that everybody's like loving over the weekend? That could some be- guy that looks like, a com- combination of you and me and he's he's like talking about how this country takes everything from us and he's like selling out fairs i don't know because people the people that they they want to give i don't know the, well, let's not talk about this remember when yeah, we canceled bud light that was weird remember when we tried to cancel target and then people are like can we just stop canceling shit that's why whenever i play a show i make sure to order bud light it's my little way of saying <laughs> Yeah, you really showed them. Yeah, uh, good. You you really did good since they laid off like twenty percent of their staff. Yeah, way to go. I, well, that that's for our political podcast coming whenever. Um. So yeah, the Brewers, but they're good. Uh, anything they're gonna they're gonna about? stay. Mark would sell. The- I just don't like that this is happening during a season. Like I'm trying to focus on the team being good. Yeah. Don't be don't be telling me we're gonna move in six years. I don't think it's happening. Mark has too good of a thing happening here 
to move the team. He would sell the team before he moves the team. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to move it. I don't think he's ever going to sell. I think he's going to give it to his kid. Yeah. Mikey Adonacio, good friends with actor Jimmy Tatro. And Christian Yelich. So maybe Yelich owns the team one day. Yeah, maybe he does. Evan Heffelfinger is here. Uh, we're just BSing, saying some stuff that, I don't know. Do we say, I'm just trying to think, do we say anything that's going to alienate anyone? I called Robin Voss an idiot. Mm, I believe I that like, is, I believe that that is, I'm fine saying that. Yeah. And I'll back you up on that. And I feel like there are a lot of people on the right that feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I would like to, maybe I'll Will Kane Clay Travis in the back half of my career. Uh, just start There's saying money in it. There There's is money. money. All I want is money. Mm. <laughs> All I want is money. All right, uh, any thoughts on the Packers? There was this guy that wants me to come on a Fox Sports radio hit with him. He does overnight, so I was like, I'm not going to be awake for that. But he's like, I, I heard you on one of the stations, and you're like one of the guys that actually keep it real. And I go, e- e- thank you. I, I try. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, because I think Jordan Love's going to suck ass. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say anything close to that. On the interview that he must have heard, I talked about how the league's not prepared for him to be good. The, my, my catchphrase is, I don't think people are, people. Well, what if Jordan Love's good? Nobody's prepared for that. We're all prepared for him to suck. Mm-hmm. Now, do, have we gotten the moment yet where we watch him and it's Rodgers versus Cowboys? And you knew you were going to be in good hands. You know, when he came in for Favre that night, I don't think we've got that moment yet, but I don't, I don't think we've gotten anything like, you know, Trey Lance goes out there, doesn't know know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's not, Jordan loves not throwing stupid interceptions. He he looks fine. I'm not going to say then guarantee that, Oh, third straight hall of fame quarterback. It's a little too early for that, but. From what we've seen, and obviously camp hype is always a huge thing. They like to talk people up, but I think Jordan Love's going to be solid. There's going to be some growing pains for sure. I think we saw a lot of growing pains in the game that he started last year. His decision-making wasn't the best, and he held onto the ball a little bit too long. But I think if you give him time, he's going to show you that he's solid, Hopefully solid enough that you can give him an extension, let him be the starter for a couple of years past this year. And who knows, maybe the team surprises, goes like 10 and 7, 11 and 6, sneaks into the playoffs. I think it's possible. They have talent. It just depends I, on the quarterback. I like the comment uh, LaFleur had the other night. He saw the team playing differently than ever before. There was a really different play style than we've seen maybe here in the past. I thought these guys were attacking it the right way in every phase. Uh, they're, they're, the team, it's just preseason and whatever, but the team does feel different, and they're going to when Rodgers leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway that I had on Friday night was you just saw like a couple offensive drives where they were doing one thing that then set up another. They were using the middle of the field. And it was just like smooth. I when mm-hmm. when we I, I I think I talked about this yesterday, but when we look at the Packers drives of the past, I mean, how many times would you there there'd be like three commercial breaks in in one drive because they'd get the ball, Rodgers would take a timeout, you know, then then there'd be the end of quarter, and then they'd do like another timeout. And it's like we're just trying just have a drive that takes eight minutes that you can sit down, you know, and watch without having to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Right. You know, I, I'm very, like, I am very, no Hard Knocks postgame show on Tuesday, by the way, just uh, we did what we had to do. Um, but I guess there's a little bit of, like, he was mad at somebody. So I, I'll watch and we'll talk about it. Just Aaron mad at someone? No. Yeah. But the the whole, like, taking it down to one and then calling it. To, and then, then being mad at anyone around him. Yeah. We saw earlier in Aaron's career, the Packers offense was at their best when they were moving fast. And that's kind of how it goes for all offenses. That's how you should be going. You should be going fast pace, fast tempo, switching up the run in the pass. If 
well, assuming they're both working, play them off of each other. Don't let the defense make substitutions. Keep the same team out there. Go fast, tire the defense, and score. When's the last time Rodgers had a coach? So what I'm, why I'm saying that is McCarthy was the coach. Mm-hmm. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, At some uh, point, Rodgers got bigger than McCarthy. I think that's why I think 2014. I, that's McCarthy, what I was McCarthy lost it. He didn't know what was going on. He, he gave up the play call. That that was the end. And then Rodgers like, well, fuck this. And then he's doing all his checkout shit. Then they bring in Lafleur, and Lafleur was a coach. But Rodgers and Lafleur, it was instantly like, how can we work as partners? So there was a yeah. coach, but it, he wasn't. And now. With the Jets, and this is why I'm so fascinated to watch him in the Jets, he's partners with Hackett. He he doesn't want a coach. He wants a collaborator. Fine. But Robert Sala is not. The, Robert Sala, what was I saying on CBS the other day? I said, the problem with Robert Sala is, and, and you can have, like, he can work on the defense and Hackett can run the offense. and mm. run, But there's going to be a time where Sala needs to put his foot down yeah. with Rodgers. And you know how that's going to go? Because Salah's so awestruck with this guy. Salah's going to like think about it the night before and be like looking in the mirror and be like, all right, Robert, you can do it. You can stand up to this man. You Don't let him Don't let him persuade you. I'm Robert Salah. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go in the next day and he's going to be like, uh, Aaron, I just wish you, I, uh, how do you think we should play tomorrow? You know, it's just, it's not going to, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I, I really, I don't, I don't, the one episode of Hard Knocks has me totally convinced that he don't know what he's doing. How do you coach such a personality like that? Especially one where Aaron doesn't like to think he has a personality, but he does. He does have a reputation across the league, especially after the last couple of years of going on Pat McAfee's show. How do you coach that? Because you want to be the number one guy in the room. If you're the head coach, you want to be the ultimate authority. Sometimes you're going to have star players that think that the world revolves around them. And it's because it usually kind of does in their personal life. How do you manage being the coach with having a good relationship with this star who has a questionable character and personality? Uh, I just, I don't know how he's, he's fanboying over him. Which is not what you want a coach to do. Like I get being super, super jazzed when you get a guy like that. I do it in video games when like I get a free agent in the off season of a franchise that I don't expect to get like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But then I stick them. Like if it's basketball, I stick them at eighth man in the rotation. I don't give a shit. Like Malik Beasley? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Super juiced to have him. He's going to be unbelievable for the Bucks. I think he could be the starting two right away. But that's it. You sign him to be a member of your rotation, not your team, and not to be the voice of the team. And quarterback, it is the most selfish position because you kind of do have – one of the hardest jobs in sports, but my God, you need to have control over them. You need to be able to have the last word and you like fangirling over them. It's not going to work out that way. Yeah. I think it's going to be a mess uh, and I can't wait to watch it, uh, but we are a Packer show. Packers. Bears I can't wait to have the 12th pick next year from the jets. Oh, God, I know. Ev, how else you been? Anything else you want to tell the people? Um, Not much going on. Remember to enjoy this Brewers team. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass, but they're a lot of fun to watch. I don't remember the last time we had this great of an influx of rookies. Probably the, like, what, 2008 team, somewhere around there. They're fun to watch. Watch the games. Support the Brewers. And then, uh, yeah, I guess football's here too. That works. Also, uh, promo code BART at pretty much everywhere. 
Mm -hmm. For golf apparel, 10% off promo code BART. Omaha Steaks, you get 50% off their packages. Type in BART in the search bar. Are great. I I will endorse Omaha Steaks. And happyplacehemp.com. Get your promo code in there. 25% off every order and free shipping and discreet packaging. And you can use it any time. Any time. You can see like, oh, what do I want? I'll try this sampler pack. Maybe I'll try these CBD, CBNs BART talks about to help him sleep. Oh, that was good. I would I want more, but I've already used the promo code. Oh, contraire, mon frere. Mm-hmm. Use it again. Happyplacehemp.com promo code Bart. And if you're in the Muskego, New Berlin, Hales Corners area, stop in. College mm-hmm. Court, Muskego, right across from Maddie's Bar. Next time you're at Maddie's Bar, wander across the street during great place. Hours. My band is played there. Yeah, go go across the street. Meet Chris and Rob. Happy Place Hemp. Right across the street. Maddie's is in New Berlin, though. Mm-hmm. And across the street is Mosquito. Yeah, it's very weird, but great locations, both of them. You ever see those maps where it's like Belgium and... God, I couldn't, I couldn't for $1,000 tell you one country Belgium is next to. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with Europe. I want to learn. You can go to like 12 countries in one day by driving, but. All right. For a thousand dollars. Okay. Belgium borders. I want to say Germany. That sounds right. I thought the thing that I'm referencing was the Netherlands. Okay. I might for a thousand dollars. I might say Poland. I might say Belgium borders Poland. Hmm. For $1,000 would be my answer. That's... No, I might say... I think I'm going to say Austria. Uh, Belgium's on the other side, so... Wow. <laughs> it does border <laughs> Germany and the Netherlands. My first two choices. Nice. <laughs> uh, Belgium is tucked between France and Germany. I was going to say France. God damn it. And that's where the nether. See, I always think the Netherlands is Denmark. That's my problem. Yeah. Poland's on the other side. It goes Spain, France, Germany, Poland. For some reason, I thought Belgium was where, uh, like Slovakia is. Where Czech does Austria? Where does Austria come into play? Austria is under Germany. Okay. Austria and Switzerland are like holding hands in between Germany and Italy. Damn it. And then in between France and Germany, Belgium, Luxembourg, and yep. Netherlands are like cuddled up. And that God, was, I knew that. That was geography with the Bart Winkler show. I should have said Netherlands because the map that I'm thinking of, there's like a cafe because the border's so weird. Why didn't I just say Netherlands? I, I don't there's know. A, there's this one town, Barl Hertog, where it's like, it's in the Netherlands, but then a bunch of it is Belgium. It's so weird, all that shit over there. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to edit that out. I won't, but Ty Dunn from CBS Sports Radio, our conversation with him. This was taped. Uh, we did. We talked live during the Packer game. So as we were talking about Jordan Love, Jordan Love actually led a touchdown drive, which was, which was beautiful uh, synergy. So that's coming up next. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Tyler Dunn, golongtd.com. Oh, my God. I just got that TD is your initials, and TD stands for touchdown. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I got that after four years. What's up, Tyler? How are you? Where did you go to school, Bart? Where, where was that again? No, it's good it was, to be here. It's, it's, it's a UW here. system school. I feel confident <laughs> in my education. Hey, where the beer flows like wine. I love it. Well, there's better things to do, and it's awesome to hear your voice. It's great to be here and talk about the great Ponzi scheme that is exhibition football and pro football. Yes, and it's gotten worse as a product because take this Packers-Bengals game, for instance. Bengals aren't playing their starters. Packers starters aren't going to play much because they all like play during the week, and it's great. You know, All these teams play during the week. Niners and Raiders mix it up during the week. Uh, Jets and Panthers mix it up during the week. But then the coaches see everything they need to see. And then if you do buy a ticket to the game, 
I mean, you, it's like just go to training camps. I, this became a trend recently. Oh, I mean, you just nailed it. I mean, that that's where the substance is. It's it's these designed one-on-one, seven-on-seven, 11-on-11 drills. I mean, these exhibition games, it's, it's all a sham. I, I think most fans get it by now, especially, you know, I was in Cincinnati when DeMar Hamlin nearly died on the football field, and I think we all kind of had to reconcile our support for the for the sport in that moment and at that time i'm like you know what the nfl just has to own its violence own the fact that this is a dangerous game everybody knows if you step into the octagon you're probably going to leave with a bruise and a scratch like to own that violence right don't try to sell it as a safe product and then work around those parameters get rid of all this exhibition nonsense right don't be tacking on a 17th game there's so many things the league could do uh, if it is interested in player safety without throwing flags and finding players for tackling quarterbacks and all that nonsense. So it's hard to really get up for these games. Look, I love football, and it's good that football's happening, but um, it doesn't really mean anything. And most of these rosters are already set. I, you know, two or three spots maybe are on the line for each team. They, they know what they're going to do. If you like, like, so what I mentioned a bit ago was the Hall of Fame game drew like five, six million people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm saying, because I, I spent all spring and, you know, into the summer doing these shows, and I would ask, you know, whoever I'm with, hey, do you watch XFL? you watching USFL? Everyone says no. And I'm here to tell you, if you like, the, if you watch the NFL preseason, you don't know it yet, but you like the XFL and you like the USFL because it's a very similar product, maybe even better. Yeah, I mean, it, football is a uh, it's a drug. I mean, we all need it. We all got to get our fix. We're all going to tune in. And then when you sprinkle gambling and all these apps on top of it, the, the appetite is there. The appetite is there. I mean, it's, if anybody had any doubt that the NFL is king, it's put to rest with these ratings when you compare it to the NBA playoffs. It's unbelievable. Ty Dunn, GoLongTD.com. Uh, we've chatted on and off throughout the years. Uh, me being based in Milwaukee, it's been a lot about the Packers in this division, and you've got a great piece up on the Lions, and I'll circle back to that in a second. The, the, I think the main point that I have about, to go back to the Packers, the main point I have about the Packers is that nobody is prepared for the possibility that Jordan Love is good. I don't see anybody in rankings or analysis or anything. He's either going to be bad or at best above average. If Jordan Love throws three or four touchdowns in week one, I don't know that the NFL is going to know what to do about it. They're just not prepared for him to be any good, and I don't understand why people are trying to write the book on him so soon. Yeah, and it's uh, it's, it's odd to me, too. I guess uh, Aaron Rodgers has done a masterful job of currying favor locally, nationally. I, I don't know. I mean, we all saw him last year. We all saw that this was a 39-year-old quarterback who couldn't get out of the jams that he used to. You know, we were both up in that press box. You know, in his heyday, it was like you'd see a blitzing linebacker, a safety, and you just knew he was going to get out of the pocket, improvise freelance, and, and make you pay. And he had the tens of thousands of reps baked in with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams where he's going back to an audible from a play five years ago, right? So I'm just kind of blown away by the dichotomy here that people think the New York Jets are a Super Bowl contender when you don't have that rapport with the receiver you've played with forever. And you have an offensive tackle on one side who hasn't played football in two years, an offensive tackle on the other side who's, what, 38, 39? Um, you can't move like you did before. Everybody this side of Tom Brady, they, they fall off a cliff at this age. I don't think it's going to go well for the Jets. I think it's going to go great for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. I get it. We haven't seen much of him at all. But these quarterbacks can improve. Like, the the guy that you saw at Arrowhead in year two is, is no more. And even the guy that we saw against Philly that looked great last year in the fourth quarter is no more. I think that living here in Buffalo, seeing what Josh Allen did behind the scenes with a Jordan Palmer in the offseason, Brian Dable in season, Jalen Hurts with his guy Quincy Avery in the offseason, Nick Sirianni, those coaches in season, 
we, we forget that these quarterbacks can improve. And I think that Jordan Love, he improved so immensely that Brian Gutekiss, Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy, everybody just said, see ya, Aaron. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Enjoy your darkness retreats. They're thrilled to move on to Jordan Love. I'll tell you that. Well, this is a great moment in time right now. I want to time capture this. This was this is going to be one of the moments that flash before my eyes because we've talked about Jordan Love over the years a lot. And as you were giving the answer to that very well uh, phrased question, Jordan Love led the Packers down the field and threw a touchdown on a beautiful drive and threw it in coverage to Romeo Dobbs. And he is the real deal. And the league better watch out. This is incredible. I love it. Uh, that being said, okay, this NFC North. Is interesting. You just did a deep dive here on the Detroit Lions. What I think is interesting about the North is they, I think every team, and the Lions are the favorite, but I think every team has about as equal of a shot at winning the division as as the other team. Maybe not the Bears, you might say. I'm still believing in Justin Fields. Maybe not the Vikings. Well, the Vikings are kind of like the NFC Titans where are they competing? Are they not competing? Eh, you know, they got a decent roster yet. The Lions here are coming in with some sort of expectation, which they haven't had in 30 years. Is Dan Campbell the right guy to lead this team at the right time? Hell yeah. It was eye-opening, to say the least. Spending a week with this team out in Allen Park, Michigan, um, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of get, get to the answer of that question. How did they get here? This is a team that's won one playoff game since 1957, uh, we, we see the epic press conferences. We see a team that started 1-7, and seven, finished 8-2. and two. They don't really have any star power that pops off the screen. So why are we talking about this team in, in terms of being a contender, as, as being the offseason darling? And it, it, it is from within. I think that the big miscon- misconception with Dan Campbell is that he's this master motivator that's going to get guys running through walls. That's, that's true to an extent. But, but more than that, he wants to empower his players and, and have the players run this team. He's so different than the guy he replaced. And Tracy Walker, for one, unbelievably open and raw on how god-awful it was under Matt Patricia. And if people want to read it, go along. PD.com, you have the stories up there. It was, it was kind of horrifying. I mean, uh, the, what he, the way he talked to the players and – you know, on the field, off the field, the way they were treated. I mean, if you spoke up, if you just expressed an opinion, you were gone. You were traded. And and he even said some players retired early because of Matt Patricia. So in comes Dan Campbell, and he, he is just so masterful at, at getting individual players to maximize their greatest gifts, and they can go to him with questions, with comments, any day, any time. Look, he doesn't want to create – a high energy environment, like it, he doesn't think it's that his his job to to get that energy in you. You either have it or you don't. So they're seeking a very specific uh, DNA in their players, and I think three years worth, three off seasons worth of drafts and free agencies, like they, they they found the players that they want to really take this thing to the next level. I think they're right there with Philly and San Francisco in the NFC. They could be Philly, San Francisco, Dallas. You know, there's a lot of teams that. Well, there's not a lot of teams. That's what makes it so interesting, especially between the two conferences. I like that for the Lions, though, that they find, like, the Lions, their whole thing the last 30 years has been guys retiring too early. And finally they have a coach here where they might not do that for. That's great to see. The (laughs) NFC is a division where, you know, there's going to be, like, three or four teams that we think will make it, and then three or four teams are like, wow, okay, they're in the playoffs, I guess. The AFC has about 12 or 13 teams that could make it. Because I think if you go through the AFC, and this is something that I talked about a little bit earlier as well, but if you go through the AFC and I say, all right, well, the Chargers will make it, the Chiefs will make it, the Ravens, you know, maybe the Browns, maybe the Dolphins, Bills will make it, Jacksonville will make it. You go through all these teams, and you could you could leave out the following four. Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel. One of those four guys has to get in. I just wonder between the Steelers, Patriots, Broncos, and Titans, who that team might be. I, I like the Steelers. You know, I, I think that Kenny Pickett is that quarterback that is, and locally I'm sure he's not, but nationally flying under the radar a little bit. We all kind of checked out on the Pittsburgh Steelers 
around you know late October, early November last year. They they were so far back, and there was a lot more exciting storylines to follow. And all Kenny Pickett did was lead game-winning drive after game-winning drive, wake that offense up in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he just he has something to him, some kind of intangible. It's hard to quantify, but but that's exactly why the Steelers took him in the first round. They saw him every day. I can't get past that fact. Like the Steelers practice facility, they share it with with Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh yeah. Panthers. So they've seen Kenny Pickett day in and day out. You know, I've covered the team down there, made the drive. It's kind of wild. Like you see the Steelers going into practice, and then there's the Pittsburgh Panthers just going into lunch. So they're kind of like the same team. So that intimate knowledge, you know, they they understood the gravity of that decision uh, and making him the quarterback post Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't think Mike Tomlin is making any decision rashly. So he's going to be good. And that defense, look, they didn't have T.J. Watt most of last season. He may be the best player in football. Uh, You you drop him into the equation now in his prime. Cam Hayward can still play. I, I think the secondary will be better. They drafted an offensive tackle for Kenny Pickett. Look, we can talk ourselves into any football team right now. I get it. But even in that AFC, I love the Steelers. Right? I think they're, they're going to finish second in that division uh, right there on Cincinnati's heels. Because, look, Mike, Mike Tomlin, being a defensive coach, such a great schemer, part of me thinks he's not scared of Lamar Jackson at all and Deshaun Watson. I, I think that in his mind, he knows he's going to dial something up that's going to confuse those guys, and he's shown it. I think that Joe Burrow is just the one quarterback that maybe he's a little worried about. Ty Dunn's got some magic going on right now because as you were talking about Kenny Pickett, I don't know if you saw, but he just led the Steelers down the field <laughs> with, about a, yeah, with about a 20-yard pass to George Pickens who then makes a great move, and the Steelers have just scored a touchdown. So we're doing very important things here tonight. With Ty Dunn. One more from you just because you're in the Buffalo area, and this is the big question that I have about Buffalo. Um, I do remember I was at the game last year when the Packers went out there, and afterwards Buffalo won, but they had a bad second half, and the news reports, every news report was somber that the Bills, oh, no. And they had a really tough year, and as you said earlier, I mean, it's not they had a guy nearly die on the field. And what I don't understand is why going into this year – the main narrative on the Bills is, you know, they missed their window. They missed their window. They got Josh Allen. They have their coach. They, they, I don't I don't understand how, if we're saying they missed their window, like how open are windows these days? So I think the Bills are going to be a team that's overlooked quite a bit too. Yeah, I mean, I still like the Bills. If Josh Allen is out there with Stephon Diggs and Von Miller's recovery, by all accounts, has been fast. Um, I wouldn't rush. Hey, it now the Bills are not playing right now. The Bills are not playing, okay, so okay, there will be right. no there will be no magic tomorrow. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think they're going to be cautious with with Von Miller. You you made that move for the playoffs, and he was better than I think they even expected last year, rushing the passer before his injury. So if, if he is healthy at the right time, yeah, they 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 can beat anybody. I, I do understand though, like. The way last season ended, I mean, that was as demoralizing of a playoff loss as you'll see. It, they just didn't show up. I mean, these are the players that said it. They, they, like Taiwan Jones, the captain on the team, told me he's looking around the sideline. It was like deer in the headlights. He couldn't get guys going. Stephon Diggs couldn't get guys open, open, get guys going. Everybody was out of it. Um, so that coupled with, you know, mediocre drafts. So you pay your quarterback all that money. You've got to start drafting well because you can't hand out those blank checks. Coupled with Stephon Diggs and whatever he's unhappy about, Sean McDermott said he was very concerned about that first day of minicamp. They said everything's fine now. He was there at training camp. We'll see you know, how, how okay he is with everything behind the scenes. I, I, I do get it, but then at the end of the day, the ball's in Josh Allen's hands, and regardless of the coach or the GM saying he should slide more, step out of bounds more, he's going to make magic happen as he should. Um, that That's their ultimate, you know, Cheat code, just smash all the buttons and let him let him do his thing. That that's gonna that's gonna get them to the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Hopefully, Sean McDermott isn't punting on fourth and short like he tends to do that time of year. Yeah, that you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Ty Dunn, go long TD, which could stand for Ty Dunn or Touchdown dot com. Ty, always good to catch up with you. We'll do it again down the road, and uh, be well. Have a great season. 
Absolutely, my man. Any day, any time. Congrats on everything, and uh, looking forward to the next chat. Welcome back, everybody. And that's the show. Oh, we got a big week for you. We got a big week. Get those Carl Place voicemails in, and we'll squeeze them in somewhere. This this could be uh, some of the most consequential couple of uh, days that we've had in a while. Big, it's a big week. Carl's Place, by the way, carlvt.com backslash Bart. The website is what I just said it was. Golf simulators and more and more and more. And you can leave the voicemail 402-915-2278. Tomorrow's show. It's the anniversary of when WSSP went away, the station I used to work at. And I thought the way to... I guess pay some sort of tribute to my time. There would be to talk to the guy who I did the most shows with and Chuck Freeman. And so Chuck and I have recorded an episode. It is available. Wait, it's not available. It will be available on Wednesday. I will post it on Wednesday. Uh, it, what is available is me doing lockdown brewers with him. So you can get a nice little sampler and we mainly talk brewers. And then we talk about like, our relationship on my show, which will be on YouTube and Spotify, Apple Odyssey, all that on Wednesday. Thursday will be mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with Grant and Paul. And then Lord only knows who the Friday show will be. No hard knocks live. I'm not doing a hard knocks live. I'm not doing a hard knocks live. Tomorrow, Tuesday night is going to be Big Brother catch up night. We got some episodes we're behind on. And uh, that's that's about it. Get your tickets for the tailgate if you haven't. I have some plastic silverware. You know what? You know what I might need is like veggie trays and that kind of stuff. Taco dip. I don't want everyone to bring one, though. I could be doing a better job of delegating because people are asking, what can I bring? I don't know. Just bring like, we'll figure it out. If you have more food than we use, just take it home. And it won't be 110 degrees. Apple has corrected itself. I'm tired of being shamed. That's a good app. I don't care. I'm not going to be shamed into using the local apps. All right. Uh, Freems, tomorrow. Or check out Lockdown Brewers for my episode with him wherever you get this. We'll see you.